Section 75 of The Golden Gems of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Schmidt. The Golden Gems of Life by Emery Adams Allen and S.C. Ferguson. Section 75 Hope. Auspicious hope. In thy sweet gardens grow wreaths for each toil, a charm for every woe. All that happens in the world is directly or indirectly brought about by hope. Not a stroke of work would be done were it not in hopes of some glorious reward. It matters not that it generally paves the way to disappointment. Phoenix-like, it rises from its ashes and bids us forget the disappointment of the present in the contemplation of future delights hope then is the principal antidote which keeps our hearts from bursting under the pressure of evils some call hope the manna from heaven that comforts us in all extremities others the pleasant flatterer that caresses the unhappy with expectations of happiness in the bosom of futurity but if hope be a flatterer she is the most upright of all the flattering parasites since she frequents the poor man's hut as well as the palace of his superiors it is common to all men those who possess nothing more are still cheered by hope when all else fails us hope still abides with us used with a due prudence hope acts as a healthful tonic intemperately indulged as an enervating opiate the vision of future triumph which at first animates exertion if dwelt upon too strongly will usurp the place of the reality and noble objects will be contemplated not for their own inherent worth or with a design of compassing their execution but for the daydreams they engender hope sheds a sweet radiance on the stream of life and never exerts her magic except to our advantage. We seldom attain what she beckons us to pursue, but her deceptions resemble those which the dying husbandman in the fable practised upon his sons, who, by telling them of a hidden mass of wealth which he had buried in his vineyard, led them so carefully to delve the ground that they found indeed a treasure, though not in gold, in wine reasonable hope is endowed with a vigorous principle it sets the head and heart to work and animates one to do his utmost and thus by perpetually pushing and assuring it puts a difficulty out of countenance and makes a seeming impossibility give way human life hath not a surer friend nor many times a greater enemy than hope it is the miserable man's god which in the hardest grip of calamity, never fails to yield him beams of comfort. It is the presumptuous man's devil, which leads him a while in a smooth way, and then lets him break his neck on the sudden. How many would die, did not hope sustain them? How many have died by hoping too much? This wonder may we find in hope, that she is both a flatterer and a true friend. True hope is based on energy of character. A strong mind always hopes, and has always cause to hope, 
because it knows the mutability of human affairs and how slight a circumstance may change the whole course of events such a spirit too rests upon itself it is not confined to partial views or to one particular object and if at last all should be lost it has saved itself its own integrity and worth it is best to hope only for things possible and probable he that hopes too much shall deceive himself at last especially if his industry does not go along with his hopes for hope without action is a barren undoer hope awakens courage but despondency is the last of all evils it is the abandonment of good the giving up of the battle of life with dead nothingness when the other emotions are controlled by events hope remains buoyant and undismayed unchanged amidst the most adverse circumstances causes that effect with depression every other emotion appear to give fresh elasticity to hope no oppression can crush its buoyancy from under every weight it rebounds amid the most depressing circumstances it preserves its cheering influence no disappointment can annihilate its power no experience can deter us from listening to its sweet illusions it seems a counterpoise for misfortune an equivalent for every disappointment it springs early into existence it abides through all the changes of life and reaches into the futurity of time in the midst of disappointments it whispers consolation and in all the arduous trials of life it is a strong staff and support if in the warmth of anticipation it prepares the way for the very disappointments to which it afterwards administers relief it must be confessed that in the severer inflictions of adversity which come upon us unlooked for and where previously the voice of sorrow was never heard it then appears like an angel of mercy and frequently assuages the anguish of suffering and wipes the dropping tears from the eyes hope lives in the future but dies in the present its estate is one of expectancy it draws large drafts on a small credit which are seldom honored when presented at the bank of experience but have the rare faculty of passing readily everywhere hope calculates its schemes for a long and durable life presses forward to imaginary points of bliss and grasps at impossibilities and consequently very often ensnares men into beggary ruin and dishonor hope is a great calculator but a poor mathematician its problems are seldom based on true data and their demonstration is more often fictitious than otherwise there is a morality in every true hope which is a source of consolation to all who rightly seek it it is a good angel within that whispers of triumph over evil of the success of good of the victory of truth of the achievement of right it hopeth all things it is a strong ingredient of courage under its guiding light what great events have been wrought to a successful completion it is a friend of virtue its religion is full of glorious anticipations it encourages all things good great and noble it is not surprising when we reflect on the nature of hope 
that we find it to be such a mainspring to human action it is the parent of all effort and endeavor and every gift of noble origin is breathed upon by hope's perpetual breath it may be said to be the moral engine that moves the world and keeps it in action every true hope which has its object for some great and noble design is an unexpressed prayer which flies on angel's wings to the throne of god and returns to the struggling one a precious benison of inspiration to go forth on his errand of good a true hope we can touch somehow through all the lights and shadows of life it is a prophecy fulfilled in part god's earnest money paid into our hands that he will be ready with the whole when we are ready for it it is the sunlight on the hilltop when the valley is dark as death the spirit touching us all through our pilgrimage and then soaring away with us into the blessed life where we may expect either that the fruition will be entirely equal to the hope or that the old glamour will come over us again and beckon us on for ever as the choicest gift heaven has to give hope deferred saith the proverb maketh the heart sick but we are prone to be too dictatorial as to how we enjoy life too positive we must not determine that their fulfillment must come in just the way we wish or else we will be miserable in the grief of disappointment it is not for man wholly to determine his steps sometimes what he thinks for his good turns out ill and what he thinks a great evil develops a great blessing in disguise it is folly almost madness to be miserable because things are not as we would have them or because we are disappointed in our plans many of our plans must be defeated for our own good a multitude of little hopes must every day be crushed and now and then a great one but while we may all be wrong in our thoughts of the special form in which our blessing will come we need not fail of the blessing it may be like the mirage shifting from horizon to horizon as we plod wearily along but in the fullness of god's own time we shall reap if we faint not there is always a sadness in the dying of a great hope it is like the setting of the sun the brightness of our life is gone shadows of the evening fall behind us and the world seems but a dim reflection of itself a broader shadow we look forward into the lonely night the soul withdraws itself then stars arise and the night is holy hopes and fears checker human life the one serves to keep us from presumption the other from despair hope is the last thing that dieth in man though it may be deceptive yet it is of this good use to us that while we are traveling through this life it conducts us in an easier and more pleasant way to our journey's end there is no one so fallen but that he may have hopes nor is any so exalted as to be beyond the reach of fears when faith temperance and other celestial powers left the earth says one of the ancient writers hope was the only goddess that stayed behind the man who carries a lantern in a dark night can have friends walking safely by the light of its rays and not be defrauded himself 
so he who is of cheerful disposition and has the light of hope in his breast can help on many others in this world's darkness not to his own loss but to their gain hope is an anchor to the soul both sure and steadfast that will restrain our frail bark and enable us to outride the storms of time there are so many humiliations in this world the secret is to rise above them to throw off dissatisfaction and to grasp some pleasing hope grateful and beneficial to the mind we are encompassed by illusions and delusions we need the comforting promises of the heart a steadfast faith in the good and true and hopefulness in all things especially futurity hope is rich and glorious and faithfully should it be cultivated let its inspiring influence grow in the heart it will give strength and courage let the cheerful word fall from the lips and the smile play upon the countenance the way of the world is dark enough even to the most favored ones among us why not then gather all the happiness out of life that you can why not strive to cultivate the cheerful hopeful disposition that will enable you to see the silver lining to every cloud by such a course you will do much to assuage the sorrows and to increase the joys and pleasures of life End of section seventy five